But this morning, it's an incredible honor to get to share with you. Uh, if you're part of this church, we're in the middle of a series called Blessed. Um, that is what we're going to be talking about in Sunday mornings. And we're doing the Blessed Life in a Life Group series. If you've not been to a Life Group yet, it's not too late. The Life Group stuff has been so challenging, so real, so encouraging, uh, and so good. But whenever we preach on blessed or blessing, we have to be really careful that we don't basically communicate this false idea of prosperity or like, basically we have to be careful on how we phrase things. However, I want you to know something this morning that you probably know already, but just in case you didn't, the Lord wants to bless you. The Lord wants to bless his children. It's biblical. That's why in the Old Testament, the priest, we sang it earlier, the priest was told to speak over the people, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord wants to bless you. If he didn't, then Jesus wouldn't have done a series called Blessed. It's called the Beatitudes. He said it blessed, but he said blessed are the, and he lists all these things because God wants to bless your life. That's a fact he really does. However, he doesn't just bless us for the sake of blessings. There are, I believe, some principles that I've found in the word that I really think can allow us to see the blessing of God move in our lives. A lot of it is to do with our heart. Jesus was explaining to his disciples that a, father, a good father wants to give good things to his children. So how much more would God want to give good things to his children? But I want to read it from the Old Testament. I want to read a passage from 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1 to 7. And it's Elisha the prophet as he comes to this widow. And I'm going to read just the seven verses. And then there's three things about blessing or blessed that I really see in this, that I believe are principles for us today to see the blessings of God in our life, but also what we're supposed to do with those blessings. But it says this, Kira's going to put it up on the screen because she is amazing. Thanks for that, Kira. Um, and, uh, but it says this, one day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her. She filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. Then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil, pay your debts, and you and your sons can live. And whatever is left over. And we'll stop there. This is a desperate situation where a woman needs God. We've just sang about how I need God and she needs God to do something. So she goes to the, the man of God, the prophet, who surely he'll know what to do. And he basically asks her a question, well, what do you have? What, what, what do you have? And she answers and he gives her these instructions and without even asking questions, because who knows that when you're so desperate... <laughs> When you're so desperate for God to do something, when he asks you to do it, then you're just like, well, I'll do whatever it takes. Maybe it's just me who's been in that. But the first thing I note here about blessing is that obedience will always precede blessing. Obedience will always precede 
blessing. You cannot disobey and be blessed. It's just not how God works. So God wants to bless you, but actually he's looking for our obedience. You see, God is moved by obedience. Pastor Jim a few years ago preached a message called Obey God and Prosper. And he got a t-shirt that was quite cool. And um, he wasn't quite spot. But the reality is obedience will always come before blessing. It always precedes blessing. King Saul was a character in the Old Testament. And basically, he, he, he basically sacrificed to God before waiting for Samuel, who was the prophet, the priest, to get there. And Samuel says to him, sacrifice is not what God was looking for. He was looking for your obedience. You see, Saul tried to do it in his own strength, and his own, but he disobeyed what God asked, and it resulted in Saul pretty much, well, God at that point was like, well, you know what, if you're going to disobey me that much, Saul, I'm done. And thankfully, because of the new covenant in Jesus, he's never done with us, but he also won't bless you if you disobey him. It isn't overly complicated. It's definitely not easy. But this woman, her obedience came before the blessing. And I think it's a challenge for us that we are desperate. Maybe, maybe it's just me, but I want God to bless my life. I do. And I'll come on to why I want that to happen. But I understand or I'm, I'm learning the process of, well, actually, God is not going to bless my disobedience, but he will always bless my obedience. Maybe I'm, I've got a sister, Lindsay. We grew up in the same house, obviously, our parents. When we were raised, whenever we disobeyed them, we tended to not receive blessing. <laughs> we tend to, maybe, maybe it was just my parents, but generally if you're a parent or if you've ever been responsible for kids, generally when they disobey, you don't bless them. <laughs> you don't give them good things. Like It's just not how it works. Now, I would say when I was growing up, because when we did do good things and obeyed, we were blessed. So I would say I was more blessed than Lindsay growing up. Take, read into that, whatever. Read into that, whatever you are. I'm just kidding. Uh, we were both blessed, but I was just slightly more blessed. And Lindsay can dispute that, but you can ask our parents when they're back uh, the truth of that. But the reality is, like, you don't generally bless disobedience in the natural, so it's the same with God. He's, he's not going to bless her. And actually, sometimes we were like, well, God, what do you want us to do? Well, it's in his word. He's given us a, a word, and actually, it's really it's simple when it comes to obedience. It's just reading it and doing what it says. It's like an instruction manual. But the obedience will always come before blessing. But the second thing that I note here is that obedience makes space for blessing. Not only does it come before it, but it makes space for God to bless. When we obey, what it's doing is creating space in my life for God to bless. And this is where my analogy comes in. You see, she was told to go and get the jars, and as long as there were jars, empty jars, for God to pour blessing into the oil, then he kept on blessing it. Why? So as long as she kept being obedient to what the word says, which was get as many jars as you can, then God poured out blessing. And as soon as she ran out of jars, or as soon as the obedience stopped, not that she was necessarily being disobedient, but the blessing also stopped because there was no room left for God to bless. So therefore, if we look at this, obedience comes before blessing or precedes blessing, and obedience then creates space for blessing. What that means is that the more obedient I am in my life, the more space and areas of my life God can bless. So therefore, I've got my tiny little cup here. This might go really badly. 
But like, if this is the amount of obedience in my life I give to God, guess what? He's only going to bless that much. But that's it. So like, if, I only, if, I'm only ble- if I'm only obedient to 1%, then God can only bless 1%. That's, it's about obedience to him. Or maybe you're like a 10%, but again, if you only create space for God in that, he's only going to bless that little part. Whereas actually, the more obedient, the more steps I take towards obedience, the more area God can be like, I'm going to pour out blessing, and I'm going to pour out blessing, and I'm going to pour out blessing. I'm convinced in this story that if that woman had enough jars, she could have just kept pouring forever and ever and ever. And In fact, she could have probably just continued to keep pouring the jars now if she had found And I wonder... Oh, I I, I like to think about the Bible sometimes and put myself in the story. And I wonder if she really knew what was going to happen, would she have been even more desperate to say, have you got any other containers anywhere? If she had realized how much, what God was going to do it, because I mean, it sounds stupid and I've got a tiny little bit of oil. You've told me you've got all these containers. In the natural, it makes no sense. And I just wonder... Would she have went to more neighbours? Would she have asked for more containers? Would she have started going to like, Heather, sometimes my wife will get like flowers and it's like we don't really have a vase because she's got too many flowers. So like we just find things that could act as... Would she have went and found some form of container? Well, this could do and just bring it in. Why? Because it would have released more blessing if only she had known. And if I look at my life, I'm like, we can break our lives into parts. But the Bible says that acknowledge him in all your ways and he'll direct your paths. Why? It's because it's, God's not interested in you just being obedient with your giving or just obedient with your time. But he wants your whole life. He wants us to live a life filled with obedience. Why? Because God wants to pour out blessing on your life. See, obedience creates space for God to bless. He can't bless when there's no space. He can't pour out the oil when there's nowhere for it to go. So your obedience creates space for God to bless you. The third thing I know is that obedience releases the blessing. So once we've, we, once we've been obedient and that precedes the blessing, and once we've created this space, what it does is that it releases the blessing to flow. You see... It didn't flow until she had got the containers. And I picture them running about frantically, but it just kept pouring. But she couldn't pour it until we had created the space. I was going to open this, but I think it would just make an absolute riot. It was hard enough pouring it. It was hard enough pouring it with a small bottle. But actually, the idea is the more space we create, exactly wisdom. And um, the more space we create, the more blessing gets released. And as the blessing gets poured out and poured out and poured out and poured out and poured out, and then the blessing gets released. But she then says, well, now I've been blessed, what do I do with it now? What do I do with all these blessings? And Elisha says, well, this is what you do. You use the blessing to basically set up the future. The blessing sets us free, but it's not just about me. Actually, I have to use the blessing because it secures her son's future. And actually, the, when we are blessed... The Bible says that we are blessed to be a blessing. The blessing is not about you. It's for you. Absolutely, categorically, don't deny it. But God's, part, God's plan for your life is not for you to be blessed and to keep it all for yourself. Actually, we are blessed to bless 
others. Her sons' futures were that her sons were destined to be slaves until their debt was paid, but because of the blessing of God in her life, it secured their future, their plans, their hopes. Their, why? Because the, she created space for blessing, she released blessing, but she understood that the blessing was not about her. It was about her and others. And so when we're blessed in life, I love being blessed. I love when I'm blessed. Why? Because it gives me an opportunity to release blessing in other people's lives. Why? Because I can't take any of the stuff God blesses with me, with me to heaven. All I can do is use it while I'm here to try my best to bless others. I've been blessed and I've been able to bless others and it's incredible because it's never came from me in the first place. And now I want you to take you to Philippians 2. This one's not going to come up on the screen. But just in case you thought I was talking rubbish, I'm going to show you this in the example in the life of Jesus. Because it was true for this woman, but it's also true for Jesus. And if it was true for Jesus, then I would argue that it's true for you and me too. But the Bible says in Philippians 2, this is Paul writing to the church in Philippi, and he's pretty much telling them that we should have the same attitude as Christ. We should, we're never going to be perfect, but we should aspire to have the same attitude, the same heart, this, behave the same way he behaved. And this is what it says. It says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. So Jesus' obedience came first. Because he was obedient, it then created space for God to release blessing, which is what happens next, because this is what it goes on to say. So remember it says, he was obedient to God, died on a criminal's death on a cross. Then it says this, therefore, so he done this, therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Why Jesus, though he was God, came to earth, lived in obedience to the Father every single day from the moment he was born to the moment he died on the cross, he was just being obedient to what God says. To set the example for us so that we could see that actually when you're obedient, God's able to release blessing in your life because you create the space for him to do so but thankfully Jesus obedience wasn't just about Jesus it's not only that he was given the name above every other name but actually Jesus by creating space and being obedient to the cross meant that the blessing of God could be released through salvation for me so because Jesus was obedient because he was blessed and given the name that's above every other name. But the blessing wasn't just for him to get the name above every other name. The blessing was so that you and I could come into relationship with God when we've been separated. Why? Because Jesus was blessed to be a blessing. And he continues to bless us. He's been given the name that's above 
every name. It's why we can sing and why we can pray with confidence. It's why we can say, I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered. Why? Because no other God can hear and no other God can answer. Why? Because they don't have the name that is above every name. You see, our obedience will always come before blessing. It's impossible for us to be disobedient and be blessed. It's just not. If you can find, a, if you can find me a character in the Bible who's disobedient and then God blesses them anyway. Normally they're disobedient, they realize they're disobedient, they come back into obedience and then God restores them because that's how it works because there's always restoration with Jesus. But this woman creates space, Jesus creates space for God to bless. But ultimately the blessing was never meant to be kept internally but it was always meant to be released for others. My challenge for us this morning is other areas in our life where we've just, we know that Listen, I don't mean sometimes, let me try and be careful here so I don't want to get in trouble. There's acts of disobedience where I'm just being a rebel. Like I'm actively going against what God said. But there's also disobedience in the sense of, well, God's asked me to do something and I'm just not doing it. I'm not being intentional with my obedience. Because obedience takes intentionality. Like you're not natu- we're not naturally obedient. We heard in a life group this week, you don't have to teach kids to be, to be good. <laughs> no, you don't have to teach them to be naughty, sorry. You don't have to teach them to be bad. Naturally, like, it's a natural thing for us to not be obedient. Generally speaking, I would ask the question, how many of us follow the speed limit all the time? How many of us, are, like, how many of us have followed every single rule that's ever put in place, ever? I'm not going to do that because I get the feeling most of us, if not all of us, <laughs> We'd probably have to look at it and say we're not completely obedient all the time. And that's not me trying to be, I just meant naturally, it doesn't come natural. So we have to be intentional about putting obedience in place. Why? Because the more obedient we are, the more space we create for God to bless our lives. But we also have to understand that it's not about me. It's not blessing for blessing's sake, but actually we're blessed to be a blessing or at least that into others. And so the worship team can come back up. I'm just going to pray for us. Because I believe that God wants to bless us. I believe that God has got a plan for each one of our lives. And we're going to worship our amazing God because he is worthy of being praised. But while we're in this place, I just, I want us to take just a moment in God's presence as the worship team play quietly behind me. And just examine our hearts and say, God, help me. The, the, the psalmist wrote about help me, God. Help me to, if there's any offensive way in me, if there's any way I'm being disobedient, God, help me. Show me so that I can fix it. Because ultimately, even if God didn't bless us because of obedience, we should want to obey him anyway. Our life is called to be redeemed. And then I want to pray that that we'll recognize that as we create space, that God will help us to just be a blessing to others. So I'm just going to pray for those two things and if it's for you, you can put your arms out in front of you if you're comfortable doing that. It's just an act of, a physical act of surrender as we quiet our hearts in this moment. But I'm going to pray that if there's any, any area of our lives where we're just, we're not, in a, we're not living in an obedience that we'll just be in this place right now that we'll be, we can fix it. It's never too late to start being obedient. So I'm just going to pray, Father God, I pray for everyone in here, Father God, who's, Father God, just help us to live obedient to you, not just in some areas, but in all the areas of our life. 
Father God, we thank you for your grace and your mercy as you journey with us. We thank you that you're not a pass and fail, God, but actually, Father, we just pray that you help stretch us as we just endeavor to live obedient to you in every area of life. We thank you in Jesus' name for your grace. Now, I just want to pray a general prayer for all of us that when we open ourselves up to him and he blesses our life, that he will give us blessings so that we can bless others. Whatever that looks like as we live in obedience. Father, I just thank you, Father, for what Jesus done on the cross. Father God, I thank you because of his obedience, we can live in freedom and peace and fullness of joy. We can have everything we ever need in life because of Jesus. But ultimately, Father God, we thank you for salvation that comes through that. That because of what Jesus done, we can live with you for all eternity. And that blessing has been poured out to us and we get to tell others about it. But I just pray, Father God, that when you bless our life, that we will never hold on to the blessing for ourselves. But we will see the blessing released in us and through us in order that more people can receive your blessing and your peace and everything that you offer. Father God, we just humbly come before you as your servants, as people who love you, as your followers and say, Jesus, just help us to be the blessing that you've called us to be for our world, for our towns, for our families, for our friends, for our work environments, for anywhere that we go. Father God, the blessing may be released in us and through us for your glory and that lives can be added to your kingdom, which is the greatest blessing of all. Father God, we just thank you in the name of Jesus and we give you all praise, we give you all glory and we give you all honor. In Jesus' name. Amen.